When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Olivia Rodrigo, a multiple nominee for the My Talk Awards mm-hmm. uh, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We did not nominate her. However, you may realize that we are in the midst of the My Talk Awards. In fact, tomorrow, I believe, is the last day we will be handing out it the is. remaining three categories. Right and early at 8 a.m. Right and you'll be there. Talk. Yep. Right, Brad? Yep, with Rocco and Lori. Wonderful. So, uh, it, this morning's awards are what inspired this question that I am asking here. Uh, what is your favorite reality show on right now? 651-641-1071. So, this morning, we um, we gave away the My Talk Award for Best Reality Show. Yeah. Now, I thought I thought it was going to end up very differently than it actually did. So, Lori and Julia and Donna and Steve both had Real Housewives franchise nominees. Sure. And then the My Talk Academy had nominated uh, The Bachelorette. Yep. Those are all super popular. Everybody talks about them, etc. We nominated Thousand Pound Sister, which yeah. I was fully ready to be completely made fun of for. Yeah. But turned out, no, a lot of people on the panel today watch that show. Okay. Jason, Julia, etc. So I was like, oh, well, I'm impressed by that. But then in an extreme upset, the winner was what Kenny had nominated, which was a show on the history channel that I cannot remember the name of the mystery of Oak or, uh, Oak Island. Yes. Mystery of Oak Island? Something like that. It's something about Oak Island. I had never heard of it. Um, or is it the treasure of Oak Island? N- it Oak is I- about the, curse of, the curse of Oak Island. Yeah, it's based, I mean, there's a legit like treasure allegedly, supposedly, on this island. There's a book about it. Yeah, the yeah. people have been digging for since the 1800s. Yeah, like 200 years. Which I would say they either hit it a hole. really well, or it's just not there, you guys. Yeah. But anyway, it's these people who are trying to find this treasure on Oak Island. And he is, you know, he says it's, according to Kenny, it's like the worst show and everybody should watch it. Meaning it's so frustrating because they never find, it's like Al Capone's vault every day. Yeah. Occasionally they'll find something, but they don't but find this nothing. big yeah. treasure. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, it occurred to me that sometimes I think 
the most talked about reality shows aren't necessarily the ones that people are super digging. So I'm curious what reality shows people are watching and loving 651-641-1071 because that one felt like it came out of left field that that was the big winner, but that's what our my talkers all voted on. Yeah. Um and then ours uh 1000 pound sisters I think was maybe the second or third. Um in terms of getting votes like the percentage, votes, the highest yeah. percentage. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, okay, I mean, those that's legacy shows I'm sure have an audience, but like, you know, they're not particularly like, I mean, I guess like the bachelor bachelorette, but I, again, you have to remember who's voting. It's our audience. And I think right. our audience goes more deep in the shallow, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, you know, they're obsessed with reality TV, but they're probably not going to be obsessed with the bachelor bachelorette franchise as much as, you know, uh, Mormon Amish, um, yes, killers. That sounds great. Yeah, which I'm sure is an actual it, reality. I show. hope it is. It, and tell me what network I'll watch it. Um, we did get this email. Uh, and by the way, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What reality show are you super into right now? Uh, Douglas sent us an email. Life below zero. People that live in Alaska. Hmm. There's a lot of those Alaska shows. People love that Alaska stuff, like gold, the people who dig for gold or like suck gold into tubes from the bottom of like some sea up north. People are trying to find uh, their riches. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is on Nat Geo. You can also watch it on uh, the ABC app. Six five one fish ones. Remember people used oh. to be obsessed with that fish one. Um, Are you talking about something? Ca- what is it? Big, yeah. Not biggest catch. What was it called? Deadliest catch. Deadliest, Deadliest catch. catch. I knew it was some kind of catch. Big, big ass We catch. were partial to hillbilly hand fishing. No, that was you, honey. It was fully you. <laughs> I none thought it was a wa- we. None of us watched that show. 651-641-1071. What are you watching? What uh, what reality show are you watching? You guys, I'm way into Love is Blind season what two What is that right show now. again? That, oh, that's the one where they're in boxes or something. Yeah, like they start out dating in pods and so they don't that, see each other. Did that happen during the pandemic? Is that, that was season one. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it started in season, or season one was a big pandemic binge. Yeah. And now we're in season two. And they go through, I mean, they date in the pods. They never see each other. They get engaged in the pods. Then they go on a honeymoon. Then they live together. And then they go to the altar. And then you find out if they actually get married or not. Okay. Weird. It is kind of weird. The next episode drops tomorrow. But it is, you get into it and you start to, you you get heavily invested in it in a weird way. Yeah. Dan is on the line. Hi, Dan. Dan, what reality show are you super into right now? Forged in Fire. What is What's that? that about? That is actually, they have, they'll take, start off with four bladesmiths, and they give them all sorts of different metals they have to work with, and they have to create a custom blade. Mm. Every round knocks somebody out. They test the blades. And then at the end, they have two, two bladesmiths to go back to their home forges, and they have to make some historic weapon from history that they tell them to make. And it's wow. incredible watching what these guys can do in a couple hours. Wow. That's interesting. I've never heard of that one before. Is that on History? Yeah. Is that Looks what? It's like History yeah. Channel. Yeah. Yes, it's on History Channel. If you've never seen it, they take an hour to watch one episode. It's incredible. Wow. Thanks, Dan. That's Thanks, a, Dan. That is a good recommendation. I have not even heard of that one. Let's go to Diane. Hi, Diane. What reality show are you loving right now? Oh, my gosh. Well, A Thousand Pound Sisters. Thank you. Colleen. Um, married at first sight. Yes. 90, 90 day fiance. Mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed. I, and what is it about those shows? 
Do you I think no because they're absurd? And I watched the reruns. <laughs> they'll play in like a new episode, and then they'll do like pillow talk. Yes. For, um, oh, and Darcy and Stacy. I hate watch that one. Oh, that's a newer one, right? No. Okay, they I've just renamed been named it. Oh, okay, because I've just been accidentally catching that one <sighs> because it's on around the same times as some of the other ones, or like and that one's Monday night okay. at seven o'clock. <laughs> okay. Are you watching a thousand pound best friends? No. Oh, oh yes, oh. yes, yes. Okay. All I right. I love those ladies. I know, right? Oh gosh, Diane. I that one. Thank you so much for calling oh, and welcome. and giving us all your Thank recommendations. You. Jeannie's on the line. Hi, Jeannie. Jeannie, what reality show are you super into right now? Um, I'm embarrassed to say I love Sister Wives. Oh, listen, I've no shame in this space. That's been around for a while, yeah. right? That one, and I love. I am jazz. I've been watching that one mm. from. That's from been forever, too, but yeah. Sister Wives is a must-see TV for me. Viewing. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Jeannie. I, can't, I, I honestly forget that that's on still, but it gets a ton of headlines, which tells you that there's a. it's popular. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Are you watching any reality shows right now? I've been actually watching back catalog of reality shows, Unwrapped. I'm still oh, yeah. like, working my way through still like, unwrapping 20 that. some years <laughs> um, of Unwrapped, which is on Discovery Plus, which, by the way, has tons and tons. Oh, it's so of All great. the reality shows that you could want to watch. I mean, um, you know, I used to be obsessed with... Uh, What's it called? Oh, the the one with the the garage the storage wars. Mm-hmm. Um, until I realized that, like, it you get to a point where you're like, I see this coming from a mile away, and it's not fun anymore. Right. You know, sometimes um, it, it can be fun, but like when you overdo it. Um, there's a renovation show Jamie is obsessed with and watches every single night, which is. Um, house hunters renovation, mm-hmm. which they look for the house and then they renovate the house. Yeah. So you kind of get like two for one in each episode. You know what I was thinking today? I was realizing I put home improvement shows in a whole different category in my mind, but they really are just reality oh, shows. It's just a reality show. Yeah, right. Because it's real people. Right. And you're following along their dumb story and it's totally fake. Or I shouldn't say fake, but it's totally like, you know, they're probably recording things that have already happened right I, that's the same thing i used to l- be obsessed with um uh, house hunters international there's a house hunters caribbean one mm-hmm. um that might not be what it's called anyway where people like go look for homes in the caribbean and you know half the time they already bought their house and they're just making them go look at these other two houses oh, yeah. to pretend that that's a possibility but i don't care yeah because I kind of, because then you just get to daydream about the homes that you want to live. Yeah, in. it tickles that mm-hmm. uh, voyeuristic yeah, kind of. Sure. Holly, are you watching any reality shows? The news? I don't want. Yes, <laughs> life is my reality show. Essentially, <laughs> looking through the names of reality TV mm-hmm. shows, like I don't watch a single reality oh, television show. That. I like documentary that. series. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, and I yeah. feel like I put those in a different category too, but they really are. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're reality. They're it probably is, actually more real than reality shows. I was going to say reality shows. I always think of as like not reality. You know, like <laughs> it's it's essentially a drama that's been fabricated out of you know real people's lives. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas you'd hope with a documentary, you're getting a little bit more of an act, actual accurate picture. Right. But yeah. you do get the sense of like real people, quote unquote. Right. right? 
Yeah, because the documentary series that I've loved recently, and I've talked about it before, is the Stan- Stanley Tucci Italy series. Oh, yeah. From oh, yeah. CNN. I would yeah. say that's a reality show-ish. You, you think so? Ish. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see? Yeah. Uh, we did get this email also from Tiffany who said, uh, I'm watching Millionaire Matchmaker with Patty Stinger. I oh, totally yeah. forgot about that show. She said, I hate, going. check this out. I hate watched the season one, episode three of Farrah Abraham and the obsessed dad. Patty goes in on Farrah and really told her some truths. The whole show is interesting. Uh, and I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Thank you so All much, right. Tiffany. I did not know that existed. Great. Now I'm going to have to hate watch that later. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, by the way, you can uh, listen tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to the final day of the My Talk Awards. Again, Bradley will be on with Lori and and Rocco. Rocco. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, the latest on uh, the uh, Alec Baldwin rust Mm -hmm. shooting, Mm -hmm. uh, we're hearing from Helena's husband Mm -hmm. after this on My Talk 1071. It's well, we are hearing from the uh, widower of Helena Hutchins regarding Alec Baldwin and the rust shooting on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. And what are we hearing from him, Bradley? Well, he um, is not taking (laughs) he's not having Alec's non-apology media tour that we've talked about. He sat down with Hoda Kotb and verbalized basically all the reactions we kind of had at the time after Alec Baldwin did that George Stephanopoulos Mm -hmm. interview. And, um, Holly, I think we can play just about a minute of him speaking to Hoda if we want. And I'm not sure if this aired today or if it's going to air tomorrow, but it was sometime later this week, I know, in full, this interview that he sat down with, um, of course, again, the husband of Helena Hutchins. Alec Baldwin did an interview on television. Did you watch it? (sighs) Yeah, but watching him, I just felt so angry. I was just so angry to see him talk about her death so publicly in such a detailed way and then to not accept any responsibility after having just described killing her. So do you think that the blame lays, in the majority of the blame lays on Alec Baldwin? The idea that the person holding the gun causing it to discharge is not responsible is absurd to me. But gun safety was not the only problem on that set. Mm-hmm. There were a number of industry standards that were not practiced and there's multiple responsible parties so that's um and that was tmc's little thing there because they posted the story originally again that's matt hutchins the the husband of helena hutchins who died on the set after being shot by alec baldwin um but what i loved in that in that little you know bit and again the full interview is supposed to air on today the show Uh Whether that's today or tomorrow, I don't know. Um, but but what I love there is that in his response, he's like this notion that like you pulled the trick. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right. Even though Alec, you'll remember, says he didn't pull the trigger. Right. But it's like you were holding the gun that fired a shot and killed this woman. So to think that you're not responsible for that seems like beyond ridiculous. And it was nice to see him say that because I think when we watched the interview with Alec Baldwin originally, that was our reaction. Like, how do you act like you're not responsible when you're the one holding the gun? Right. And doesn't mean you meant to do it. Right. And in addition to not taking any responsibility, I don't know if you remember, he, he talked a lot about Matt Hutchins, Helena Hutchins husband as though, Almost speaking for him as though he had this, you know, that he was not placing blame anywhere and that he understood it was an accident. He painted a very rosy picture about his meeting and, you know, like, again, Alec Baldwin did what I think was clear at the time. And also the fact that, you know, her husband is saying like he's like running to the camera five minutes after this has happened and, you know, saying that he's not responsible. That that I think, again, just reiterates that Alec Baldwin is far more concerned about protecting his own self, whether that's legally or just his reputation. Like that tells you a lot about a person and he clearly sees it that way. Now he obviously is, you know, going to be suing people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) going to be hopefully recouping um, and holding people accountable for the loss of his wife. Um, and rightfully so he's, you know, upset and frustrated, but, but also I think he just, again, puts words to what everybody was thinking when that interview came out with Alec. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, again, you know, not a lot of time had passed and Alec Baldwin was sitting down for this very long Mm -hmm. interview. And we, I think all, I, I will speak for myself. I I'm a glutton for punishment in this regard. I think I had hoped that Alec Baldwin would um, be contrite, would have, you know, some sort of more gracious perspective on it. And I left feeling gross and kind of wondering what I had just watched. Uh, and I and I get the impression that a lot of people felt that way walking away, and clearly he felt that oh, way as sure. well. Yeah. And can you imagine being the husband of the the actual person who actually died? Yeah. Um. And be and be watching that, and be watching Alec Baldwin represent you and your relationship yeah. in a way that is clearly not the case. Yeah. And to be the first person sitting down and talking to people about right. it in a public setting. Like right. maybe let the husband take the lead on that. Right. So Well, I it seems like there will be more to be oh, yeah. said in that interview. Today or tomorrow. Yeah. Uh when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly, we call them D-bags. after this on My Talk 1071.
breaking up with them. Pretty's behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. What's that name? D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Actually, this is a D-bag update. So uh, you'll remember earlier this week, my D-bag was none other than Rosie O'Donnell because she uh, did not understand who Priyanka Chopra was. Oh, I know. I know her mom. Her mom is Nora O'Donnell, right? Cute. See, I see what you did there. Because Priyanka Chopra is not the daughter of Deepak Chopra, which is what Rosie thought when she was introduced to Priyanka and Nick Jonas. Well, they happen to be... uh, Anyway, there's a development in that story because Priyanka has responded, and so did Nick. And I want to tell you their response to Rosie's kerfuffle in the beginning, but I want to just remind you of what happened. So Rosie sees that Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are uh, at the table next to them at Nobu, says some stuff to Nick like, hey, I loved you in, uh, hey, Nick Jonas, I loved you in that one movie. And then she turns to Priyanka and is like, I know your dad. And Priyanka's like, oh, really, you do? By the way, Priyanka Chopra's dad died in 2017. And his name is, if I remember correctly, Ashok Chopra. Uh, she goes, oh, you know my dad? Who's my dad? And uh, Rosie O'Donnell says, Deepak Chopra. I love that guy. I can't. I still want to And Priyanka's like, no, nope, actually, Chopra's a pretty common name, and that's not my dad. So Rosie tells uh, the world the story via TikTok. One thing I don't know if I actually pointed out is that in the first video, because she did two videos, in the first video, she didn't even say Priyanka's name. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She just said something Chopra. Yeah. Or the the Chonis wife or Chopra wife. And so didn't call her by Priyanka. And then obviously, as people called her out, she, as I uh, said, did a second video and then did even more of an apology. So she like... Just kept sticking her, you know, foot in in her mouth. Except in the midst of the apology, she kept on saying, I can't be the only one. Yeah, she's like, I'm not the only one, right? right? Remember, I I can't be the only one who doesn't know. Anyway, so so now we get to Priyanka's response. And she went to her Instagram stories, as you do in these these, uh, cases or situations. Quote, and I'll read a little bit of what she had to say. Hi, everyone. Some thoughts. Again, this is Priyanka Chopra responding to Rosie O'Donnell's ham-handed, just... Stupidity. Doo-doo fest. Yeah. I have never taken... Some thoughts, she says. I've never taken myself so seriously to think that everyone would know who I am, or my work for that matter. But um, if you want to make a public apology for a very awkward private encounter... Because, again, nobody was talking about this. Priyanka didn't talk about Mm -hmm. it. Rosie did, though. Mm -hmm. She goes, if you wanted to, Priyanka says, but if you wanted to make a public apology for a very awkward private encounter, I think probably best to take the time to Google my name before you do it Mm. or even try to, you know, reach out directly. We all deserve to be respected for our unique individuality and not to be referred to as someone or wife, because again, she said something, she didn't even say someone, she said something, I think, uh, uh, something Chopra mm-hmm. or the Chopra wife. Uh, she says, you know, we all deserve our individuality, not to be referred to as someone or wife, especially in a sincere apology. If we can learn to respect our differences in an authentic way, the world we raise our children in will be amazing. Also, P.S., 
As I've said before, not all Chopras are related to the great Deepak, just as not all Smiths are related to the legendary Will Smith. Uh-huh. Prayer emoji, heart emoji. So that was, you know... I, honestly, you know, I, there are times that I'm critical of uh, Priyanka Chopra and the way that she uses social media to send messages. I am not critical of that at all. No, it was a great, it was High a great five. response. And she didn't have to respond, but she did. And she's like, hey, if you're going to apologize, maybe like, I don't know, get my name right. I will also. Because you didn't get my name right the first time. I you will, didn't know my name the first time. I'll also say I watched the videos uh, that we talked well, about after we talked about it. Yeah. And as horrified as I was when you were telling the story, the the videos are yeah, even worse. She's a mess. Oh, she's, she's a, a mess. mess. It, it's terrible. Um, remember, I said that Nick also apologized or uh, responded. Mm-hmm. So Nick, after Priyanka made that statement, um, Nick posted his own story, resharing her statement with the caption, "Well said, my love." Except he said, "Will." <laughs> like okay. as we will said my love you know typos but I just love that he. it was well said my love and he didn't say it well anyway <laughs> that was just funny and he's just standing by his wife as he should oh gosh so that, updates ugh. Rosie's still a hot mess bye honestly honestly and I would she does swear at the end of the second one uh, she goes eh, sometimes I bleep up but yeah. other than that it is worth if you can handle the secondhand embarrassment, it is worth watching because to your point, she just, she, she, she does not make it any better no, she's, anywhere. She's, yeah. yeah. Who's your diva? Ugh. The U.S. Sun. Again? Maybe. I feel like you've, oh. it's been a hat trick all week. I know, but check this. So this is like a continuation of yesterday's. So do you remember why they were my D-bag yesterday? No. I'll give you a hint. Courtney Kardashian and French fries. Oh yeah, because she's pregnant. She's eating fries. You know, right, and fries. And they're I'm trying pregnant. to do that like speculating thing where they are, you know, going back to her Instagram and saying Courtney Kardashian did this thing, and now fans think she's pregnant. Well, guess what? Oh gosh, Courtney Kardashian wears baggy Blink-182 tee as fans think she's pregnant with Travis Barker's baby. Oh, so they're still doing the same thing. They're still doing the exact same thing, and they just uh, show a snapshot of her wearing a Blink-182 t-shirt. I mean, it's a t-shirt. It's a concert t-shirt. It's appropriately baggy, I guess. Uh, while t- uh, taking to her Instagram story on Monday, Courtney posed in the mirror as she rocked a white T-shirt promoting Travis's band. Uh, and fans might find Courtney's outfit choice suspicious as the star is known usually for flaunting her figure in tight ensembles, leading them to believe that, of course, because if a woman yeah. doesn't show her body, she's pregnant. she must be pregnant. Then the U.S. Sun goes on to point out all the other times she has, quote, hinted at pregnancy. Would you like to hear all of the things they've collected? I will. Well, you have to because I'm going to tell you. All right. So they brought up yesterday's uh, French fry conversation. Then they bring up another uh, picture that she recently revealed where she broke her strict diet. 
uh, sharing a picture of her in bed eating chocolate. <gasps> I know. That's the horror. She sure Only does. chocolate. She had a huge smile on her face as she took a bite of chocolate from a red Valentine heart. I mean, also, maybe it was just Valentine's. No, Bradley, she's pregnant. Oh, okay. Also, and uh, by the way, her caption to it was... By all these indications, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Her caption uh, on the chocolate picture was, do you monitor your glucose levels? Yes or no? Then, of course... Monitoring your glucose levels? What does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm just saying people might think that she's paying attention to gestational diabetes. Oh. Right? That was a journey. Uh, Oh, there's more. The hints also have ranged from photos of avocado accessories. Oh, yeah, because like the avocado seed means you're pregnant. Apparently, a throwback using breast pumps. Okay. Stomach clutching. Mm, That's a good one. And cravings such as milkshakes covered in sprinkles. Uh, and a midnight snack of crackers covered in peanut butter and a banana. Okay, that's just life. Yep, that's Tuesday. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, if it was like crackers covered see, in like um, a Costco sheet cake and a ham, no. then sure, I would be a little concerned. Ooh, sweet and savory. <laughs> As you all can see, obviously, Courtney Kardashian is pregnant and trying to hide it. Yeah, but also drop hints. Mm. I'm so Lazy. I'm tired. I'm tired. Of course, then they also point out that Courtney's uh, getting some help from her mother, who's feeling rumors of a pregnancy by talking about her daughter's pregnancies on Ellen. Yeah, because well, she wanted Kyle Kendall, she mm-hmm. wanted Kendall to have a baby because Kendall's the you only know, one that hasn't given her a baby. Yeah. yeah. Listen, make Chris Jenner talk like Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Give me a baby. Come on, see? Either Courtney is pregnant or Courtney is not pregnant, and we'll find out when it's <laughs> or time. Or we won't. Or, yeah, or we won't. Yeah. See Jennifer so, Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either we'll find out or we won't find out, or she is pregnant or she isn't pregnant, and I can get on with my life. The Kardashians so themselves do enough uh, n- enough of a job getting us to think things that aren't true. We don't need the sun to double down for mm-hmm. them. Thank you. Also, my gosh, women, my apologies to you. If whenever you wear a t-shirt, people think you're pregnant. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't wear t-shirts usually. That she's probably pregnant. Oh. Oh, I just know she's pregnant. Oh, she's oh, wearing a yeah. t-shirt. Oh my goodness. Got that t-shirt on. I can yeah. just tell. I can yeah. Oh, smell she's it on showing it. pictures of avocados again. Yeah. Oh. You release those pheromones. Oh man, holy guacamole! Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, so much. Bradley is also pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I, well, again, if crackers are any indication, and you I'm thought pregnant. the movie Junior was fake. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, when we return, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane. This memory lane is going to include Fire Festival. Oh, Do you remember yes. Fire Festival? Well, it never happened. True, kind of. We'll talk about the update on Fire Festival after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. 
Do you remember Fire Festival? We're going to take a little um, trip back in time to, I believe, 2017. <sighs> well, it was a simpler time in a lot of ways, but also for people who bought tickets to Fire Festival. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So if you uh, aren't acquainted with Fire Festival, and by the way, that is fire with a Y. Uh, that it's cool. <laughs> right, because it can't be normal. Billy McFarland was sort of the mastermind. Uh, he joined forces with big artists like Ja Rule to plan uh, this two-weekend concert getaway in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Now, there were a number of red flags along the way. And when I say planned, um, he didn't really. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. End up planning anything, um, which is partly where the problems lie. And there are two, by the way, documentaries about this. If you if literally this is the first time you've heard about Fire Festival, highly recommend those documentaries. One is on Netflix. One is on Hulu. But Billy McFarland uh took a ton of money from a lot of people, hired influencers to um, make misleading uh, posts about this big festival, literally did not have the infrastructure to support such a festival. And people ended up actually buying tickets and going. And it wasn't until they got there that they realized what an absolute disaster this all was. I mean, complete and total. I mean, that's putting it mildly. So just to give you a few figures about this, um, Billy McFarland had gathered about $26 million from sponsors and from attendees. Uh, but when he, um, when, when documents were submitted by the festival's bankruptcy trustee, they revealed only 1.4 million had actually been recouped. So there were a number of people, like I said, that showed up to this festival that didn't happen. Yeah. They were staying in nothing more than tents with blow up mattresses and being fed um, Wonder Bread and American cheese. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a total mess. And they had paid between twelve hundred and twelve thousand dollars to go to this festival that promised to be the biggest who's who and what's what ever there was. And, and so ended up being the opposite. Exactly. As you can imagine, there were many lawsuits. Yeah, because well, people were out money. Like a lot of yeah. money. Uh, and depending on, you know, what level, if you bought a VIP level uh, experience that was supposed to include um, luxury lodging, uh, special seating near stages, meet and greets with all the artists. But the artists started pulling out like crazy 
within hours of this thing actually starting. Yeah. Anywho, uh, there were plenty of lawsuits. People who had lost their own money buying tickets to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, the checks have started to go out. Oh, okay. All right. Now it all makes sense. So back to that math problem. Originally, the settlement that was reached in federal court concluded that those attendees would receive about just over $7,000 a piece. But like I said, all of that, you know, I did all the math on what had actually been recouped and then there were legal fees and lawyer stuff, et cetera. Yeah, they're not going to see all that. Do you want to know how much they got to see? A couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So pennies, literally just over $200. Uh, Violetta Mil- Millerman or Milerman from the real world. That's after my time. I do not recognize yeah, that name. It is. Anyway, but she would have been one. She would have been a prime example of the kind of person that they were trying to attract at um, fire festival. Somebody who was, you know, an influencer popular with the kids um, engaged with MTV, et cetera. Uh, she was one of the 277 ticket holders who w- took part in one of these lawsuits, and she posted a picture of the check she received after, and it was $200.72. Oh. She said this might be gone by wow. the weekend, but the trauma will last a lifetime. That's crazy. Isn't that bonkers? That's sad. It's so sad. Because, and I don't think, you know, we can fully appreciate how I mean, people were stranded there, did not have a way to get back home. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it was a nightmare. Just like mentally and, and psychologically, I'm sure it was like a hot mess, too, because all of a sudden you show up thinking one thing's going to happen and you're on an island in a tent going, what? Mm-hmm. Where am I? How do I? Well, how did this happen? Eating Wonder Bread. Yeah. With no is, concert. Yeah. Anywhere. And I think I remember because the other thing about this and this is like this was the the um, the nightmare at least for Billy McFarlane, is that they all were influencers. So they all had their phones with them. So we're watching this in real time. Yeah, seeing all these like, um, what is this, you guys? Yeah, it's nothing like what they advertise. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, but then, you know, once they got back and they're trying to hold him accountable, uh, they're not getting much for it. Who's paying all this? And like, where does the money come from? I mean, that's a great question. Like who's who's got the pockets? Um, because hmm. I'm assuming it's not Mr. McFarland, or maybe it was. I, don't I know. think it is the trust that is supposed to manage the fire festival, like the remnants of what's left of fire festival. So whatever money they had from sponsorships, whatever they were able mm-hmm. to recoup, etc. Um, that's who's. That's who's paying paying stuff out. Stuff out. Hmm. Yeah, all right, absolutely. Now he's um, he's been uh, convicted on fraud charges in 2018. He was sentenced to six years in prison. Yeah, I um, that. and one of the reasons he's also in the news lately is because he shows up in inventing Anna, not the real, not the real um, yeah, person. It's a show, but the. But somebody plays him. Somebody who plays him because he crossed paths with Anna Sorokin, who the show is about, yeah. is based on. Um, and in that scene, and I haven't gotten there yet in the show, but allegedly they're each kind of talking about these projects that they're involved in, which we know now were both total, complete scams. Yeah. And they but kind of. But it would make sense that those two personalities cross total. paths at some point. By the way, did you see the headline of the other person who. 
is talking about the scammer Anna Sorokin. No. Julia Fox. Oh, interesting. She recently had said very flattering things about her. Yeah, well, she's in New York. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a blind item about that. Ooh, Ooh do you have sure. it, Andy? I, mean, I got a paraphrase. I'll blind do it. We'll take it. it. We will take it. Yeah, a blind item about Julia Fox and the Inventing Anna series is that Julia Fox is really disappointed that she is not a character of in that. Of course she is. Because she was really close friends with Anna Delvia. Oh she my knew her gosh. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys, I was in that, too. Yeah. No, you weren't. Well, you I were, was Franz with Anna. Franz with Anna. 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 Um, I want Now I really want to see, because uh, the, the, these headlines, I just started to see the headlines today, and I thought it was hilarious. Anna Delvey says she's besties with Julia Fox. And boy, does that make sense. So apparently, yes, they also so had Julia a Fox is a great judge of character, you clearly. guys. Mm. Clearly. Her relationship. Oh my gosh. Anyway, what I find. She's been dating billionaires for years. For, for years. Are, are you sure they were billionaires, right, honey? Because I don't know thing. that you're the best judge of character, actually. This is when I'm I st- dated this guy. His name was Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> what I'm he starting with. Money bags? Pennybags? The guy from Monopoly. Is he Pennybags? Wasn't he? That's a big bag of pennies. I thought it was like Uncle Moneybags. No. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it is penny bags. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Uncle penny bags. Uncle penny bags. Mr. Mr. Monopoly. Rich uncle penny bags. It was so rich. R-U-P. Hmm. He's dead? No, oh, rich uncle initials penny are bags. R-U-P and that's R-I-P when you're dead. I'm glad <laughs> we could clarify <laughs> that. <laughs> Do not pass go or collect $200. Mm. Anyway, uh, glad we weren't uh, duped uh, into buying tickets yeah. to Fire like Festival. No, we would be like, oh. is there an online yeah. experience that we can participate in? And we'd also stick Here's out my... like old sore thumbs. Yeah, we no, we're not doing no. that. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got a question for you. Uh, it's National Toast Day. What do you like to put on toast? What's on your toast? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this.